Okay, good afternoon, everybody. So uh, someone contacted me yesterday and asked why it's okay that Pesach programs, any question that starts with that, <laughs> why it's okay that Pesach programs, whatever, uh, the answer may not uh, be so simple. But uh, this one, uh, it seems that uh, it has to be an answer to. We asked, why is it that they have a chametz party on Motsai Pesach? And clearly that chametz was not all made after Pesach. Now, obviously, if they're having a big pizza party after Pesach, it means that the program brought a whole bunch of frozen pizzas in advance and they sold it to an akum and then they're serving it in the chametz party right after Pesach. Isn't that a violation of what's called rotze b'kiyumo of the chametz? That by chametz there's such a din called rotze b'kiyumo, that you're not allowed to want the chametz to be around. Now can you imagine if the Pesach program was supposed to have a chametz party and then there was no chametz to be had on Motzai Pesach? Uh, everyone would have to go home with tam matzah b'piyam. It would be in maftir nachar Pesach hafikom and it would be an absolute disaster. Uh, so uh, so they certainly need that chametz to be around and to exist through Pesach. So isn't that a violation of Rotsa B'Kiyomo? So it sounds like a strong question, but then when you think about it, it's got nothing to do with Pesach programs. The same would be true of every local pizza store and grocery store, and, and really, to some extent, our own homes, meaning if you want to have chametz available right after Pesach, so we rely on the fact that we sell it in advance. So what's the pshat over here? What exactly is the geder of Rotsa B'Kiyumo that uh, all of this is somehow not a violation of Rotsa B'Kiyumo? So the, in order to understand this, it's important to back up a little bit and figure out where does Rotsa B'Kiyumo come from? So there is no Gemara in Pesachim or anywhere else about Rotsa B'Kiyumo of chametz. All of the passages in Shas about Rotsa B'Kiyumo are in Mesech's Avodah and they relate to Avodah or Yayin Nesech. For example, the Gemara in Avodah Zarah, Dav says that if Novik Chavim owes you money and he sells an Avodah Zarah in order to uh, have the money to pay you back, you're allowed to accept payment even though you know that that payment was received because he sold Avodah Zarah. If, however, he says, Hamtainli ad she'emkar Avodah Chavim va'avilcha, Yayin Nesech va'avilcha, if he says, look, I'm going to pay you back, just wait, give me an extension so that I can have time to sell my Avodah or my Yayin and that way I'll have the money to pay you back, then it's Asr. So the Gemara asks, well, Maisha Resha, Maisha Seifa, what's the difference between whether he sells the Avodah without telling you in advance, or he tells you in advance? And the Gemara answers, Amr of Sheisha Seifa Mishum, that in this case where you know that he needs to sell that Avodah in order for you to get paid, you want that Avodah to continue to exist, because if it were to disappear, you're not going to get paid back. And that's a violation of Rotsa B'Kiyumo. If he just happens to sell it without informing you first, it's not Rotsa B'Kiyumo, because you're totally unaware of its existence. Or, for example, if you have a barrel of wine, uh, a barrel that would crack if it were empty, and there's Yayin Nesach in that barrel right now, that's Rotsa B'Kiyumo of the barrel. Or a guy asks you to break his barrels of Stam Yenam, but if they were empty, they would break on their own. So it's Rotsa B'Kiyuma over the wine, because you want to get paid to break his barrels. You don't want them to break on their own. Or Ananju asks you to watch Yayin Nesach for him. Rotsa B'Kiyuma, because you're getting paid to be able to watch it. If it wasn't there, you wouldn't get paid to watch it anymore. So that is the concept of Rotsa B'Kiyuma. All of the halachos of Rotsa B'Kiyuma as, as it pertains to Yayin Nesach and Avodah Zarah is in Yardeh and Simen Kuf Lamid Gimel. And all of these cases are brought over there. Now there are limitations that are suggested 
suggested by the Rishonim. Tosos in Mesech Savadzor Samachtal says in Dibra Maschlaval that it only applies if he has no other way to pay you, meaning in the case where he owes you money. But if he has other ways to pay you, then it's not called Rotsabikimo because you don't care that he's going to. You're not interested in him having the Avodazara to sell. Let him sell something else. If he didn't have the Avodazara to sell, he would sell something else that he owns, and you'd be just as happy to, to get paid back from that. So that would not be a violation of Rotsabikimo. The Ramban and the Ritva say that Yesh Omrim, that this only applies if the Akum made the Yayinesech Naputiki, that he said, I'm only going to pay you from this Yayinesech. But then they reject that because the Gemara should have uh, should have mentioned something, uh, such an Ukimta. And then they further quote the Raivid, that it's only Asr if you could have collected from Nixay Heter, but chose to wait for him to sell the Isser, because Dafka, you wanted to get paid through the selling of the Isser, but if you have no other way to collect, or uh, there will be Eva, then that's not called uh, Rotsa Bikiyumo. So how does this all relate to Chametz? So the Mishabrura in Simon Tuf Nun clearly assumes that the Isser of Rotsa Bikiyumo is not only by Avodah but by Chametz as well. That Chametz also, there's such a concept called uh, Rotsa Bikiyumo. It's something that you have to Get, get rid of, and therefore by wanting it to exist, that's uh, that's also a violation of Rotsa Bikimo. It happens to be Machlokas Rishonim whether that's true. Tosos and Avodazar, Davlam Bez Amadal, if Dibra Maskalvaha holds that it does in fact apply to Chametz, but the Brichadish points out that both Rashi and the Ran say that Rotsa Bikimo is only an Isser by Avodazara, where there's an obligation to rid the world of the stuff, as opposed to Chametz, where Shalachai Yataroa, Avalataroa, in fact, the Tshuva Saradvaz in Chelek Aleph, in Rish Mem, Paskins like the Ran and Rashi, that there's no din of Rotsubikyumo when it comes to Chametz, but at the end of the day, we seem to Paskin that there is such a problem, that there is such a din of Rotsubikyumo when it comes to Chametz. So, for example, in Simon Tuf Nun, Siv Zayin, Shulchan Aruch says you're not allowed to rent a pot to a guy for him to cook Chametz in, and the Mishabur explains why, because it's Rotsubikyumo, because if he were to take out the food from the pot and just have an empty pot cooking on the fire, the pot would be destroyed. The pot needs the food in order to hold it together. So you want that chametz to be there in that pot so that your pot will stay intact. Or Chuvasarivash says, you can't buy chametz for a guy with the guy's own money. And he gives reasons why, but the Magan Avram says, I'll tell you why, because it's Rotsubikiyumo. Uh, that, uh, that that if you're, even though you're using his money to buy his chametz, but you, you want to be able to deliver for him. So it's Rotsubikiyumo that the Chamech should still be around. Otherwise, you can owe him the money. Now, the implication of the fact that the Rivash does not give that reason is that the Rivash must hold that there is no Isra of Rotsubikiyumo. But again, in Shulchan Aruch, it seems to be that we hold that there is such a din of an Isra of Rotsubikiyumo by Chamech, which brings us back to our original question. Why is it not Rotsubikiyumo for the guy who owns the pizza store to uh, that he wants it's not his Chamech, I understand he sold it, but doesn't he he very much want that chametz to exist so that when he buys it back on Motsai Pesach, he'll be able to sell pizzas. In fact, many of the pizza stores, from what I understand, Pre t- took pre-orders on uh, on on Friday or on uh, Thursday that you can order the first pies after Pesach and you sign up to uh, to order those pies. Some of the pizza stores sell at a uh, they do raffles for the very first pie or they sell at a premium the very first pie that they're going to sell after Pesach. If they don't have any of that, if all their chametz is gone, then they won't have uh, the ability to deliver for customers who've already ordered. So why isn't any of this a violation? 
Mishnah of Rotsa Bikiyumo. So there is a Makar Chayim where he suggests that Rotsa Bikiyumo is limited to cases of profit. If your intention is only to prevent loss, then it's mutter. By Avodazara, it would be different. By Avodazara, all types of Rotsa Bikiyumo are Asr. But by Chametz, maybe because the Isra of Chametz is not quite the same as the Isra of Avodazara, it's only a problem in Rotsa Bikiyumo because you want to earn new money. Like in the case where I rented the pot, so I want to be paid for the rental of the pot. Uh, if I committed to a chametz party for my guests, uh, but I don't charge extra for it, I'm not making money from that chametz party, then according to this, there won't be a din of rotsubikumo. Of course, this hetzer does not help us with the pizza shop that does charge extra for it, uh, you know, to be able to provide the pizza right after, uh, right after Yantif. Um, I, I had the opportunity last night to see Rabbi Yisrael Reisman Shlita. I was in Lakewood for something last night, and he was there, and uh, I asked him this question, and he, sa- he said that uh, there's a Shari Tshuva, which I have yet to find, um, that, uh, that quotes a Maimur Mordechai, that if there's a Chemtso Shel Akum Bereshuso Shel Akum, then uh, there's no Rotsa Bikyumo. Rotsa, if it's totally in the guy's Roshos, and it's his, by Chametz it's not going to be Rotsa Bikyumo. Even though by Avodazar it might be, by Chametz it's not going to be. So he says, when we sell, when we do our Mechiras Chametz, our Mechiras Chametz is, uh, we lease the place where the Chametz is also. So the Chametz not only belongs to the guy, but it's in his Rishus as well. And therefore the whole din of Rotsa does not apply whenever you did a valid Mechiras Chametz. That's not going to be a violation of Rotsa When will it apply? So the case where Rotsa will apply, Rav Shechter wrote in one of his Tshuvas HaKorona, one of his Corona Tshuvas last year, is that what happens if you get a delivery on uh, Pesach, you know, you know Amazon subscribe and save or something like that. So uh, they leave it on your, the UPS leaves it on your porch on Pesach and it starts to rain. So, uh, so you want it, uh, you, you want to bring it into your house or something like that. So, uh, so in that case, uh, even if you manage to avoid the Surum of Muktzah or whatever, it's still a violation of Rotsa Bikiyumo on, uh, on Pesach because you, uh, you, you want it to still be around and that wasn't subject to any Mechiri. You didn't own it yet. So you might be, you might say, well, I'm not trying, I'm, I'm having Kavana, not to be Kona. No, but you want it to be around for after Pesach. That would be a violation of Rotsa Bikyumo, that it's on your property. But if it's not on your property, it's on the guy's property, it's not a violation of Rotsa Bikyumo. As Chayyadim says, really the din is like the Ran, um, but uh, just like me, that there's no din of Rotsa Bikyumo by, by, by Pesach, but just like there's a mitzvah to destroy Avodazar, there's a lesser mitzvah of getting rid of your own Chameitz on Pesach. So the issue of Rotsa Bikyumo is therefore only on your own chametz or chametz that's providing you benefit on Pesach, like in the case of the rented pot. So I benefit from the chametz on Pesach. But if there's no benefit to you from somebody else's chametz on Pesach, even though you will need it to be around later on in order to benefit from it after Pesach, that's going to be mutter. So if on Pesach I'm getting nothing from all these pizza pies that are frozen, uh, or all these pizza doughs that are frozen, I'm getting no benefit on Pesach, um, and uh, it's... uh, it's 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 possible that uh, that's the chilik that uh, when the shulchan spoke about uh, your pot that you rented out that the guy is cooking chametz in on Pesach you're actually benefiting from that chametz existing 
on Pesach itself. Um, we asked Rav Shechter, though, what about just uh, the Amazon subscribe and save when you don't get the delivery on Pesach? It charges your credit card on Pesach and it delivers a few days after Pesach, right? Is that a violation of Rotsa Bikimo? So Rav Shechter thought not. He said, he's not doing anything. You're just sitting back. When I rent out my chametz kalim to a guy and he will cook chametz in it, that's called Rotsa Bikimo because if he would heat the pot without any food in the pot, the pot would break. That, that, that's, that, that's even though it was B'Shevi Altasa because beforehand I was active. There was something that was done to to make this happen, but if the chametz is shipped on uh, on, uh, uh, but if the, if the if the order just goes through on Pesach, so uh, that's not he doesn't think that's called a violation of Rotsa Bikumo. I did see in the Sefer Piske Chuvos where he uh, he he discusses this issue and he discusses it in the context of whether you can stock up on chametz in advance of Pesach and include it in your mechira so that you won't have to worry about shopping after Pesach. And uh, he seems to work with the assumption that the whole Mechiras Chametz only works when you are really trying to be Mevatel that Chametz to the extent that it's meaningless to you. Uh, I don't, th- and, and based on that, he's Machmer in this whole issue, uh, or he at least says it's his Dover Maguna. I, I don't understand what he's talking about. I mean, I don't understand why he thinks that. Meaning, we, when we do Mechiras Chametz, it's a real sale. It's 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 not uh, bittel. It's an entirely different thing. It's a real sale. It belongs to the non-Jews. So the whole premise of his question, I don't really understand why it would be a question to begin with. So it would seem that rotsa bikumo is not is not a problem when it comes to uh, the, uh, the the groceries and the pizza stores and uh, the places of, uh, of uh, you know uh, that that have the hotel programs and everything else that have the uh, the the chametz afterwards. It doesn't seem that that's a, vi- a, a true violation of uh, Rotsa Bikyumo of the Chametz, so we could uh, be miyashev, uh, the Minag Yisrael of, uh, of, of doing that, of relying on the Mechira for those purposes. Okay. Have a great time. This, this, this reminds me of these uh, discussions about how, uh, how you can work and you can, you can act on Shabbos the way you do all week long. Kahalacha. And that it, and that there are some things that are just inappropriate. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, Where do you draw that line? Yeah, but it's hard to say that it's inappropriate for a grocery to have uh, Pesach ends on Thursday night, let's say. So it's not appropriate that the bakery should be able to have to make challahs for Shabbos, and the only way they could do it is if they have it in advance. Oh, so Matan Friedman writes over here that Lahoros Nasan is also lenient because otherwise the chametz might belong to a Jew over Pesach. Yeah, meaning uh, a lot of people, or, or I'll tell you, my friend Rabbi Shmuel Marcus Shlita um, is very nervous about a lot of these mechiros that are done for these companies that continue to do business on Pesach. So he thought, he had a Havamina at least, I don't know if it, he thought that it would be best, more than a Havamina, he thought it would be best if all, the, if all the kosher supermarkets would not rely on these suppliers and would just load up on, uh, on chametz in advance of Pesach because their mechira is a really good mechira because they're not going to continue to do business with chametz on Pesach. So that, that, that may be the better of the two options. It happens to be the mechira is a very good, a good friend of mine does the mechira uh, for the, uh, for the, um, uh, you know, the distributors. So, and it's a Rebelsky approved mechira. So it's not like uh, it's this terrible mechira, but um, you know, it's not like something that, that I don't think you have to be so concerned about it, but uh, you know, at least as a suggestion, if that is a concern uh, for a person. So it's hard to say that it's just, you know, that it's totally inappropriate. It depends on context. It depends on context. 
I think. You know, someone wanted That's to right. say that when it comes to like uh, the, the the that when it comes to stores and Piskei Chuvas, he suggests such a svara that when it comes to a store, um, you're not rotsa bekimo the chametz because you're more than happy to to, to have to have a guy pay for it and take all the you know and and and, and have the money. I Meaning you're you're in business. You're in business to sell. So you don't really want. It's not like you're trying to keep the chametz around. So if a guy were to pay pay for all of it and keep it, so you'd be more than happy to, to, to have the guy pay for it. I don't think that's true, though. Meaning if you're a local supermarket in, a, in, a, in an Orthodox Jewish neighborhood, you do not want a guy to come in uh, right when Pesach is over and buy all your chametz out. You, need to, you, you want to make your customers happy so that you will have those customers who support you the whole rest of the year. When you're running a Pesach program, you're not okay if the guy says, I'll pay you the fair market value of all those pizza doughs. You want these people who just paid tens of thousands of dollars to spend Pesach on your program to walk away happy. And, uh, you know, from, from that perspective, um, I, I don't really see how, how that would be a kula. You know, the, the fact that you'd just be, be just as happy to take the money. You wouldn't be. But like Rabbi Reisman said, you know, you, ha- you have to say that if it's chem tzoshel nachri, berushu tzoshel nachri, that it's not, it's not going to be rotsa uh, b'kiyumah. Otherwise, lo matzini yodeinu v'raglenu. It would be impossible. Everything would be rotsa b'kiyumah. Okay, I have a meeting to... At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.